0: Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything and so do you. Hello.
1: Aloha, aloha
0: we know everything and so do they and, and do by, you. yeah and by and by they i mean all the people that are watching the, there's mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people that are watching us right now and we wanted to wow. say they know everything <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah last week 20 <laughs> this week hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just because of that one TikTok video, right? And that's all it takes. I
1: should have I should have dressed up a little bit better, you know, for these hundred thousand people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look pretty shabby. I think that I'm glad, would be a I good did idea. I'm letting you
1: shower though. So at least right. like one thing.
0: they can't smell, they can't smell you now. That's a that is a good thing. So yeah, so actually, well, we do have some people. So say hello to us. We we say hello to you, people who are watching let us know where you are (laughs) let us know um what what you're struggling with what you're dealing with today is going to be a negative entity attachment discussion so um if if you've got that or if you've had that then we'd love to to, for people to participate and yes hello Anne marie and of course j bird who is a people it's wonderful to see you both
1: (laughs) well she could just say i am you know I am one, because that would mean I am people as well.
0: Right. I am the one of... She could just say I am... Uh-oh, you got... <laughs> she was listening to it on hers. Yeah, yeah. So that's
1: probably-
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, <sighs> so did you watch the-, the video that I released today, Monica? Thanks.
1: I did watch. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I was like getting pulled in. I was like, is he for real? Like I'm about to go to a department store and get this like beautiful shade of green and then paint those words on any wall. And then like, I could kind of feel you're like, <laughs> I could kind of feel that you were up to something while you were saying all of that. And I was like, uh-huh. Haha, he's clever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So the, the video that I just released today starts off with, okay, If you want to get rid of negative entity attachments for life, forever, for good, this is the approach that you need to take. You're going to go to a hardware store, you're going to go to a paint store, and you're going to get this one specific sea green color, and you're going to paint in big letters, booga booga, bunny bunny, on any wall in your house, and you will never uh, be attacked by negative entity attachments again. So... That you know, and then I said something like, Let's talk more about that. And then of course I revealed that cue no
1: the intro, cue the suspense, like I wanna, right. I wanna watch more, I wanna know right. more.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually use that formula too much, but um on this one, because what what people experience is advice from light workers and others that say, you know. Put salt on your windows or use crystals in your house to ward off or, you know, I don't know. There's all kinds of different suggestions like that or even like go to an exorcist. And mm-hmm. and that's where it really gets um, muddy because some of those things do work. But but what, what's the common denominator is that the person believes that they will work. So if you believed that painting booga booga bunny bunny on your wall and see green paint um, if you believe that that would work, then then it will, because that's how powerful you are as an individual. So that's that's the whole thing going on with, with that. Okay, so Susanna wants us to talk about pendulums and energy. And um, can you get negative energy on a pendulum disguised as something else? Or maybe you meant negative entity. Um, but either way, so, so the first thing I want to say to Susanna is, It's not about the object. It's not about the pendulum. It's not even about um, the approach that you take to to interact with the spirit world because a pendulum is essentially opening a a, a gate or a channel to to receive information from the spirit world. It can come through an ayahuasca experience. It can come through uh, a a Reiki attunement. It can come through all kinds of different things to whatever opens your channel to the spirit world now, it's all about what's your frequency at the moment that you open that, that, um, uh, that portal. It could be if your frequency is high, you, you uh, love yourself unconditionally, you love the world, you understand that everything is exactly as it should be, um, then, then most of the time you're going to get very high vibrational contact. You're going to get the ascended masters or, an, uh, or a, a collective or angels or whatever. But if you are are really struggling, you're really suffering with depression or childhood traumas, or 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 you're in a in an abusive relationship, whatever it might be, on and on. Then your frequency is going to be lower. So when you open that channel, whether it be through a pendulum or those other methods that I I suggested, then you're probably going to have some sort of interaction with a vibrational match, and it probably will be a lower frequency entity, and could end up becoming an attachment. So it's, it's more about you than it is about the object or the approach that you take, Susanna. I, I have used a pendulum many times and I've never had any trouble with any negative energies or entities, but my frequency was at a high level when I did it. So I don't know if I've totally answered your question. And if I haven't, please go ahead and ask me again in, or more of, of a more specific question. I'd be happy to answer it.
1: Well, I also feel that mm-hmm. could also be just disguised as when you're asking the question, it's like, what is your intention for asking that question? Because then then I feel that the pendulum could pick up like a negative force or a negative, not the most aligned from your highest good. So I it, guess it's like a, along the same lines. It's depending on how, what kind of vibration are you in and what vibration are you putting into the
0: pendulum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's valid. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it's yeah. like if you're, if you're asking more from an ego standpoint, then obviously you're going to get what you want or you can kind of mimic or dictate how that pendulum is going to move because you just want the answer to be right or you mm-hmm. want that answer to be specific. So right. um, that's why it's good to either ask from a third person or to ask like, oh, is this in my like asking a very specific question from your highest good right. and then We're just removing that judgment of, you know, hearing the answer that you don't want to hear. But that is your most aligned, um, you know, outcome.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so Anne also writes, um, it's hard when you know someone has an attachment as they totally change into a different person with hatred. So Anne, you must be very much dealing with a specific case of this. And feel free to tell me more about what you're experiencing with this other person. But yeah, I mean, anybody who has a negative entity attachment, it, it can affect their personality. It can affect their personality so much that they can't hold down a job anymore because they're so distracted by the, the 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 chatter that might be going on in their heads or whatever the negative entity is doing to them. It can come in physical pain, emotional pain, mental confusion. I mean, there's just so many symptoms to it. So mm-hmm. it, it's that can be true that it can definitely totally change someone to into hatred, but it's not always the case. Like, every, every situation is completely different. And most of the time, the the thing that's displayed is something that they need to work through anyway. It's tying into something that they had as a child or, uh, you know, as a, again, in a, in an abusive relationship or work or, you know, childhood traumas are all kinds of different things. Like, you know, being teased at school uh, can have a, a huge impact on the way you observe and see yourself. It's harder to love yourself unconditionally when people at a developing age, like a middle school age, tell you that you're horrible and, and ugly and whatever. Uh, you, you you retain that. And so there's a lot to uh, um, overcoming those, those sorts of experiences. Now I'm getting lots of questions here. Okay. So Carrie Ann says, how can you raise your vibration? I've been talking a lot. So uh Do you want to answer her, Monica?
1: Sure. Um, I like to raise my vibration actually by like dancing. So I'll put on some good music and just dance my way through it until I start actually feeling like something releasing from my body or those stuck thoughts that I had about myself. I release them. Sometimes I go into nature. I'll go for a swim or I'll go for a walk or, or a run just to go, you know, kind of like – I guess clearing your head is like very similar to raising your vibration because you're literally eliminating what is causing you to be at a lower vibration to then increase it. Um, You can meditate, you can, you know, eat a healthy meal or even just drink tea or, or cacao or be at a wholesome like Uh, conversation with someone so I also call raising your vibration is really just doing what you love or doing your passion because doing your passion you're kind of going to get into that flow state um, flow state of mind where you know you're able to let go and surrender to the moment and be present so I feel like when you return to the present moment that's when you're vibing almost at your highest or at a way where then you can easily talk to your angels or talk to your spirit guides or talk to other multi-dimensional beings and your higher self so raising your vibration in summary is doing what you love and doing what makes you happy
0: absolutely i love that so another way to look at it is let's think about um is your higher self at a high vibration or a higher frequency You you know, ask yourself that is your higher self, is your soul self at a high frequency? And the answer is absolutely, it is at the highest possible frequency. There is no higher frequency available. Okay. So that means that the only thing that is at a lower frequency is your 3D self. It's this physical body. It's the emotions that you have burdened within you, tied into your, your childhood or your past lives or whatever that you are, that you need to, if you want to uh, raise. So that means that the easiest way to do that is to set aside this 3D person and move into your higher self. And one of the great ways to do that, like Monica said, is to, to go into nature and to experience nature, because everything in nature is essentially at, at, at earth vibration, which is a very high vibration. So that's going to, you're going to, you know, rub, it's going to rub off on you. Right. But it, the other thing as Monica was also saying is that when you're in your head, your 3d head, your 3d mind is trying to solve problems. It's, it's trying to help you survive the survival mindset is actually a fairly low frequency and so if you are constantly in the survival mindset then you are not getting very close to that high frequency self so the high frequency self that higher self we were talking about that being knows that it's infinite knows that it's extremely powerful it knows that everything happens exactly as it's supposed to so the when your when your 3D brain is in the way of knowing those things, that's where the frequency dips. So to understand that you are infinite, even though your 3D body will expire, your consciousness will not. It will carry on infinitely in the infinite now. Uh, and so that's one of the ways that that I help people raise their frequency is is to actually recognize that this 3D being that they are is is essentially a tool that they are using to explore this world and to instead of looking at everything as happening here to actually look at everything that's happening as this, this, uh, view from infinity, this, this source self, this higher self that has all the information and knows absolutely everything that's going on and to, and to be able to start to, to, Look at the world through those eyes instead of through the hurt, damaged eyes of this 3D self. So let's see here. I'm gonna catch up on this.
1: Did did, was that the answer of how we can help release attachment from a loved one? Or no,
0: that was no, that was raising your vibration. Vibration. So okay, okay, yeah. So thank you for pointing that out to me. So how do we help release the attachment from a loved one? This is a great question and. And it's very, uh, nuanced and, 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 uh, complicated in some ways because that they are, they have domain over their energy field and their frequency you don't really have the ability to change them unless they give you permission. You can make some changes, but most of the time you have a negative entity attachment for a reason. You have it because of all those things I was just mentioning. You have the, the, the childhood trauma or the abusive relationship or, or on and on. So that means that you you that person needs to overcome those sorts of issues to make it so that the entity doesn't have a vibrational match to attach to. So there's, there's a lot that you can do for someone if they're willing. If they're not willing, if they don't understand this, if they don't believe any of this, then, then you're somewhat limited and they're on their own journey. And that is the best thing that you can do is actually support them on their journey and always be there for them and always love them no matter what happens. That's probably my best advice in that situation. Now, if they're open to it, then, you know, send them my way and we'll get them through the, the Detach, which is the program that I offer to teach people how to remove negative entities themselves, how to really be in that higher uh, mindset, that higher frequency, that higher vibrational mindset. So, yeah, that's, that's my best advice for those sorts of things. Thank you for that great question. And then Jane Bird didn't realize how abusive her last relationship was until she was in a healthy one. She still struggles with this trauma currently, but the love that she receives and gives in return is more powerful than it. Yay! And I am more powerful than it. She says, so that's fantastic. That's and I and I love that for everyone to really think about because. The, the love that she receives and gives in return, if you notice, is more powerful than the struggle, the trauma and all that. And so by relying on that, that truth that you know that you are a loving being and that you are loved is a fantastic foundation and a platform upon which you can build the rest of your life. And this last point that she makes is, I am more powerful than it. Again, the trauma and all of that. And when you know that to be true at a deep level, then you know that you will eventually get there to where you want to be at that, maybe that higher frequency.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, you know, that's like really incredible for her to say say it too. Because, you know, a lot of people are always just stuck within their traumas until, until either it's like they realize themselves that knowing like oh i'm so much more than this or this doesn't define me um i actually just painted one of my paintings about my journey and or the energy that that i had while i was in new zealand so i was in new zealand when i was uh in 2016 and i was doing a backpacking trip and at the time i had one of my worst like injuries that ankle injury that i had where the pain was from my ankle all the way up to my brain Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to be in nature um and i did like a five-day backpacking thing where i had my big backpack and i was walking like 16 or 14 kilometers each day and then i camped out in my little tent um but like during the first like couple kilometers like the weight of my backpack was just like oh
0: what have i done <laughs>
1: yeah it's like i think within the first minute i was just like am i really about to do this and i was like still like easy to turn back but i didn't um but were you with a time, bunch of
0: people or were you on your own
1: no i was on my own
0: oh, that's amazing okay yeah i did yeah. a
1: solo thing um But there was like a bunch of people on the track and like I was actually gonna have it be like a silent like hiking where I would like not talk, but everybody was so friendly. So I was just like, screw this. I'm just gonna say hi and then like be social. Um, But during the whole walk, like whenever that pain would be so dominant, I would ask the earth, be like, hey earth, how can you help me right now? Can you please take away this pain or can you please like, you know, help, help me through it? And once I realized that, talking in such a positive manner to myself, that pain slowly started going away. And I think within a couple of days, I'd started not even feeling that pain because I was just so immersed in my own love that I had for myself and learning about self-love through the whole journey of the walk and it's like I kept meeting people that were either helping me of like how to walk uphill and how to walk downhill like one guy was even like telling me like oh the next time you do this you should just get a bunch of ramen noodles because they're just like very like lightweight and i'm like oh i would have never known this um but like it was like every every corner that i turned i was like almost like meeting an angel like someone that was helping me through the journey of releasing this pain and sometimes you know you do need that support if you're going through like a negative entity or some sort of trauma it's like other people are here this projection that we're having is so that they can help you. Like, you know, they're there for a reason. It's not there to see another body or to see another person around this world. It's like that person is really here to give you this really special message. And I always find like people are basically a mirror of your true self in a way. And it's like your true self is in this different form to help you realize, hey, you're going to learn about like, how not to judge someone or you're going to learn how to accept someone today, or you're going to learn how mm-hmm. to love this person. Right. And it's like each person is giving you this lesson to help raise your vibration. So maybe Anna Marie, if you're struggling with a loved one that has this you know, negative entity, like perhaps that's your lesson for more self-love or more things to do on your own that makes you happy. Because maybe you're so focused on helping them that you're forgetting to help yourself. And I feel like maybe if you start helping yourself or doing what you love, you might notice that that person isn't, you know, that negative entity isn't that bad for that person. It's like, maybe they need it. But you're already raising your own vibration that is so far above that negative entity that someone else has. So
0: right? Yeah, awesome. So um, this question came through from gentlemen and uh, somebody else uh, said here here they're running into the same problem. But what do you do when dark practitioners are sending these entities daily? Okay, so uh, I appreciate this question, gentlemen. And so what what I what I would start with here is. Who's more powerful when it comes to your energy field? Is it a dark practitioner or is it you? And it's a leading question, obviously, that it is always you. You have more power over your energy field, your domain than anyone could ever have. And so the, the, the approach to this is simply to realize that. That's the first step is to realize that, hey, I'm more powerful than that. Let me let me demonstrate this in my in my little square here that I have to, to, to demonstrate. You've often heard people say that you need to protect yourself from a special thing like a negative entity. So they take you to put yourself in a bubble and and to hide from negative entities, intentionally prevent them from entering your field. The problem with this is that if you notice, I'm doing this. So I've got my little energy field. I'm like, oh, these do not come through. I hope that they do not hurt me. I, I do not like them, you know, etc. So this is a fear based act. When you instead walk around, now I would make myself much bigger here and walk around, give you know, ping it on. These entities have no chance against me. They have no. business being in my space, being in my field, I am way more powerful than they could ever be. That's at least the first step is to, is to get your mind into that place because that is the truth. It is the absolute truth. It is a spiritual truth. And we've seen it over and over and over again. When you believe that the entity or the dark practitioner is more powerful than you, then you make that true. So Uh, but there's, but there are, there, there are a lot of steps to this, actually. And that's why I have the program detached to help you remove yourself from that. So the, the program is not about just like, Oh, I have one entity and I'm going to make it go away. The program is about anything negative that you do not want in your life, how to make it go away, including negative entities, including alien implants, including Uh, dark practitioners or whatever you might experience and run into it it's all the same and it's all about stepping into your power raising your frequency and knowing uh how that what that power is and how to use it
1: question what does she mean by dark practitioners
0: so that would be somebody like a you know, you've heard of a, a, wick, a witch or a wicca or something like that where they're doing black magic or dark magic oh. to try to send things to you. Um, what we find oh, in, okay, okay. in those sorts of cases is that, um, like, just like everything, mm-hmm. it isn't about them. It's not about the dark practitioner. It's not about the mm-hmm. entity. It's about the individuals having this happen to them. And again, once they get into that state of, power of that true realization and and use all the tools in the in the program and so forth then they realize that oh okay and they really deeply get it that they don't even have to worry about that anymore and that's the Mm -hmm. beauty of it it's not just removing them it's it's a a, a new way of life for them
1: okay I was thinking like she was going to a dark practitioner. And I was like, well. Oh, you, no, you, no, you
0: know, no. Well, you know, and sometimes people will accidentally go to a dark practitioner, right? They don't realize yeah. they're doing that. And then they they end up having this problem. Um, it goes on and on. There, there's just every person has their own unique story. And that's mm-hmm. what's really beautiful and interesting. But it's also just a story. The, the true story is that you are a divine being of light who've, who has come here intentionally Uh, uh, removing some of your power and removing your realization that you have it Mm -hmm. so that you can have this experience and take it seriously. So it's a reprogramming experience to realize, Oh wait, I am just as powerful as when I'm my higher self or when I am source, I just have to learn how to tap into that. And when you do uh, the, the, the sky's the limit for your Mm -hmm. future.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was just like curious on that topic. I guess it's like more of like, Oh, like, that would be, there's a word for it. It's almost like I have this, but then I think that someone else gave it to me. So I guess that could be the idea where the idea of a dark practitioner is like, oh, someone's, someone gave this, gave this to me in a way.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, As an yeah. example,
1: like a little tiny example. I'm just trying to like pinpoint because right. I would have, yeah, I would have never thought of a dark practitioner like nowadays in a way. Right, <laughs> right. Guess- but I guess they could still exist.
0: Well, I mean, you know, this this whole thing with negative entities in the spirit world and all this is very foreign to most people. So they're mm-hmm. going to associate it with something like a virus, right? That they're, oh, no, I've got a negative entity. I don't want to go near my friend because I don't want to rub off on them. I've had people talk to me about that sort of thing, too. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about that. It. It's, not, it's not really something that you pass on to someone else. Mm-hmm unless in their soul contract they signed up for one and in your soul contract you signed up to give them one, right? Like, so, <laughs> right. And and so it yeah. is, it's, it's possible, but it was going to happen whether you, mm. you try to make it not happen or not. So it is, you got to release that with those worries, those fears, because those fears are what keep you at that lower frequency. Again, making you a fr- vibrational match.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I guess what's the, if you had to summarize your course, obviously it's about detaching from negative entities, but say someone doesn't have a negative entity, but they want to take your course, what would you sum up of the learning process be?
0: Yeah. I mean, really that, that happens all the time. We don't always have people with negative entities. They could have negative energy. They could have depression. They could have PTSD. It's all the same sort of thing because that, you know, a negative entity is just a, a symptom of a larger problem. So what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're diving in deep and solving the larger problem, whether that be, again, a childhood trauma that needs to be released, a realization of of who you are, how powerful you are, a realization of your mission, uh, starting to discover your gifts. Uh, it just goes on and on, understanding the human brain and why we have the the desires and the, the lower vibrational and the higher vibrational emotions that we have. All of that helps us uh, have a, an incredible healthy life, no matter what we're coming into the program for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I like what Anjali is saying here, too, is focusing on dark entities and even what they are doing, finding out what the type they are, et cetera, et cetera just leaks my own precious energy to them right so i i i disagree with your own precious energy because that makes it sound like it's it you don't have unlimited an unlimited amount of energy uh, anjali so that would be the modification i would make to your statement but otherwise you're totally right and anytime we do put a lot of energy into them and um do put a lot of uh, thought into why did I get that and what type of entity it is and, mm-hmm. and how do I make it go away? Oh, and when I did this, I it, they went away for a day or two. Maybe I need to do that again and blah, blah. That is focusing on the entity, which again, you are a conduit of the universal energy, the unlimited energy of the universe that you have access to. So if you continue to put the, the universe's energy into a negative entity, Then you're going to just keep it around. So it is about how you use your energy, but it's also that you don't have a limited amount of energy. You actually have unlimited, and you can set that. So that's an intention that I teach people to do. When you wake up in the morning, if you if you're tired during the day a lot, or you're tired after work, or whatever to just set the intention when you wake up, just say today I am going to pull from the unlimited energy resources of the universe rather than my own reserves. And then you'll be surprised. All you have to say is that you'll be surprised at how much energy you have and how you're not tired at the end of every day, like you might have been. And you can go ahead and do a project or do something fun rather than just sit around and watch TV or whatever the situation that you're in. So, you know, that's one of those things where we believe that the the food energy that we that we consume and the and the sleep energy that we replenish every night it, is all we've got. But that is completely not true. And that's show that's, again, stepping into your power to realize how much you actually have.
1: Yeah. Well, when I hear the word precious, I always think of Lord of the Rings, the ring, my precious.
0: So so
1: I guess like it's the same thing because when you put on the ring and then it's like then you have this like power. So it's like it's also limited. Like it's you only get it when. When you have the ring on, so
0: right, yeah, I, I, that's a that's a funny and fun one, but I like it. It's totally true. It's it's how you're using your energy. If you believe that it's like that, then that's that's how it's going to happen. And you know, um, I you know, and, uh you're totally right. And Jenny Lynn, I'm probably just like you know, like smashing your name together. But um, when they are poking at your body and walking around your house, you are not focusing on them. I could totally see how you would be focusing on them. It, it it would be very difficult to not focus on that. And so that's the other thing that we do in the program is we, right away, we start to get them out of your hair so that you can do the work that you need to do in order to remove them, because otherwise it's very challenging to to do all the tools and to do all the practices and so forth that will make it so that they never return. So we have to do some work up front to keep them away from you, so that you can do that work. The problem is, it, you know, if you go to a, a practitioner who removes negative entities, they usually just do it once. They say, "Okay, you know." Give me $500 or whatever it is. And then they say, okay, it's gone, but then it comes back. That's why the program is so that you can actually get rid of it for life because. I mean, obviously you don't want to have to keep going back to that practitioner over and over again. And what we find is that when you go back to that practitioner again and again and again, it almost seems like the amount of time that it's gone continues to reduce each time you go back to that person. So then you have to find someone else and then it, it lasts long and then you keep going back to them. And, you know, think about the amount of money and time and effort that you're paying when instead you could be focused on why they that the, the, the reason that you have a negative entity in the first place is because you put it on yourself as part of your soul contract. And so now you can have an incredible life. If you do discover what your uh, spiritual gifts are, discover what your mission is and, and go into an awakening experience, they've done their job. They've made you do that. And now you're done with them and you can go get on with the the journey that you were destined to go on when you first came here.
1: Yeah. Well, Anjali also says, you know, also focusing on myself is raising the vibration. So you are not in the same frequency as them. So that's exactly what we were. I was saying earlier is that, you know, when you really focus on, you know, that self love or that self care then you know you're raising the vibration so that way nobody else kind of affects you or you're just vibing way above everyone so then you learn to just accept them as they are that this is just who who this person is and i'm not going to change my perception about them in order to feel better it's like just full on surrendering that this is this person this is their personality and let me accept that this is their this is who they are and then if it doesn't match your frequency or it doesn't match your vibe then you know either it's time for you to leave or it's time for you to just just know that you can keep loving yourself and and knowing that they can't affect you
0: right yeah absolutely yeah you know if you think about it like you get a cold you go okay this sucks. I you know I've lost my energy. I can't sleep very well because my nose is all stuffed up and I'm coughing or whatever your experience is. And you're like, oh, I can't go to work anymore. And so I'm stuck at home and blah, blah, whatever you're uh, upset about. You, you, know, you, you get into that mode pretty easily. Like, oh no, it's here we go again. right? Yeah. But at the same time, you also go, well, I know this is temporary. I know it's going to be like a couple of days, maybe a week at the most. And then I'm going to be back and everything's going to be fine. And I'm not going to die from this. I mean, you know, some of some recent disease experiences have made people more afraid of this, but let's just call it a cold. And so you eventually just kind of go, well, I'm just going to settle into this. I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to, you know, I'll take some medication maybe, or do some different things to, to, you're going to rest more. You're not going to drink coffee. So you don't have caffeine that lowers your immune system. And you're not going to drink alcohol, whatever the things are that you're going to do, but you still settle into it and you go, well, this will be over. And, and as a result of that, I think that it get you get over it faster if you were sitting there fighting it the whole time, being miserable about it, hey, it could last a lot longer because what you resist persists. If you use that same approach to negative entities or whatever it is that you're suffering from, then you can shift into a deep knowing that, hey, this is not going to be my my problem for life. I'm going to take Zane's class or I'm going to do X and Y and, and it's not going to be that problem anymore. And I know that it's going to be gone. I know it. So at that level of knowing you have stepped into your true power. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. This is uh, this has been fun. You guys are asking lots of great questions. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. The bubble of white light. Absolutely. It, it is very mainstream, isn't it? So is the one uh, where they they say to put the salt on the windowsill and the door, you know, I love, I just love that one. I mean, it's just so ridiculous because if you think about it, okay, so the negative entities are coming to your house, right? And they're like, let's get this person. And they, they get to the door, they go to the front door and they go, oh no, you know, there's salt there. I can't pass through the door. Okay, let me try a window. Oh, there's salt there too. Well, that, well, gosh, I guess I got to go to somebody else's house, right? What, you know, if we're talking about, about, extra dimensional beings the last thing they care about is whether there's salt anywhere and even if they do okay well they'll just move through the ceiling or a wall or the floor or just teleport like why why would we think that this would work it's all i live
1: in a salt crystal there's no there's no corner (laughs) that that there isn't salt
0: (laughs) right of course so you're perfectly safe good job Right? No, it's about what you believe. If you believe that the salt is going to work, then it will. If you, you believe that the exorcist is going to remove the entity, then it will. If you believe whatever you if you believe taking green paint and writing booga booga bunny bunny on your wall is going to make it so negative entities never attack you, then it will. And again, it's all about stepping into your power. I can't, I, I'm, a, I'm a repeated record here.
1: So, um, why did you think of booga booga bunny bunny? Where, where
0: <laughs> okay, so so glad I do you want asked to know that. that
1: story because I was like, <laughs> this is very, very clever, and there has to be a story
0: <laughs> There is actually okay. So booga booga, there's no reason for. I just randomly came up with that. I <laughs> it was actually during one of my classes that I was uh, that I had a, a particular. Person in the class who I could tell was going to believe, believe anything that I said, and I wanted to snap them out of it. So I made that up: booga booga bunny, bunny, bunny is the nickname that I that I give Jaybird. So, <laughs> so I I thought it was a fun callback. So back to
1: Jaybird all over our house to, to ward off the <laughs> negative entities. <laughs> Right. She's got her little lightsaber and just like, is them away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, so that's where that came from. And it was, and it was funny because when I said that, when I started saying, okay, you're going to get sea green paint and you're going to write this on the wall, the, the person who I thought would, would be fooled by this is writing it down saying, wait a minute, how do you spell that? Right at that moment. So, you know, I know so- I
1: saw you write it on the screen. Booga booga bunny bunny. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. So, Making
1: it more official, like <laughs> exactly how you need to write it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, then of course, you know, we got to laugh, and I think he learned a big lesson at that moment. So, mm-hmm. I wanted to share it to everybody. So, okay. Well, and actually it was Bunny's idea that I put that in the video. I should give her credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so why would your soul contract a negative entity? All right. Or negative energy. They don't even exist in the higher realms. Okay. Very good. Uh, excellent question, Susanna. All right. So let's picture a possible scenario. You are picture, you are, defining your life experience before you come here. You're like, okay, well, I've got these spiritual gifts. I've got this mission. I've got all this stuff. But I know that as part of my experience, when I'm born, I forget all of this good information. I have no idea why I'm here. I'm completely confused. And I know that to be true about myself, my future self. So what am I going to do? I got to set up some stuff that will help me remember these things, that will help me jog my memory or help me get on the path that I wanna be on in this particular existence. So what could we do? Oh, we could do a near-death experience. Okay, that would be good. Oh, we could do plant medicine experience. That would be good. Oh, we could do negative entities. Oh yeah, that would that would probably be good. And then, oh, and then we could sign another soul contract with with Zane or someone who's going to help me remove them and, and experience this and that. Okay, that seems like a good path. Whereas, you know, our 3D minds would go, why would I ever do that? Like that sounds terrible. Why would I be tortured by negative entities as as part of my experience here? But but actually, there's so many reasons for something like that. First of all, your higher self—you just said it, right? They don't even exist in the higher realms. So your higher self is kind of like, yeah, I'm sure I can handle that. I can handle anything. Oh, I yeah, might as well get into a horrible car accident and you know lose my hand or something. Uh, to boot, I mean, it's just one experience out of the the infinite number of experiences that I get to have, that I get to come to Earth and have all these possible things. Well, why not try them all? At first, maybe you'd say, "Okay, I want a really easy experience, or I want one that I'm really successful, or I'm the quarterback of the uh, the Super Bowl winning team." Or and eventually, you go, "Well, okay, I've done all that, so now I need something a challenge. I need something different. I want to try some other things." And so. I call it soul confidence that you have this soul confidence that you can handle anything. So why wouldn't you go ahead and give yourself a difficult challenge and a negative entity that's going to help you essentially get yourself back on track.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm looking at Anjali's message here. Negative or near death experience pushed me to find out even what the hell is going on. And my ascension path was expedited. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, mine was a, was a, an ayahuasca experience. I, I grew up believing that, that none of this was real, uh, that science was the true religion. And I was fine with that until I had that ayahuasca experience and it completely changed everything. So thank goodness I signed up for that. Thanks, Nura.
1: Yeah, we all go through different ones. I think mine when I was um, a teenager, it was definitely like my first like heartbreak that made me dive into more like reading about spirituality and like going down that route and then finding self-love before I started like, you know, dating again. So it's like everyone's is completely different. It could be tragic or it could just be something minor or it could be I mean, my heartbreak at the time was pretty major, but like, still, it's like you you, you can't really dictate what it's going to be until you really have that like spark of energy of like, oh, there's something more here. Oh, I know that there's something more than, than this feeling of being heartbroken. There's got to be something more than, you know, this accent that I had or or these visions that I'm receiving from this plant medicine. So,
0: yeah yeah i think once you
1: start receiving that knowing that's when you really know you're you're one on the right track and two that you know it's going to get easier when you do come to another accident or come to another life death experience type thing you're going to be able to react differently or know that oh okay what am i supposed to learn from this right now
0: yep absolutely All right. So does anybody else have any other questions for us? We might end this one a little bit early today. So, but we'll keep it going if you guys have some questions. Yeah. So so where
1: where are you in in the world, Zane?
0: Uh, Still in Orlando, Florida.
1: Uh, Right. Okay. I forgot about our beginning talk.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, and so for anybody who's interested in the, the the attached course, the next one starts really soon. It starts February 1st, and it, it runs for seven weeks. So if you're interested in that, then you definitely want to check that out. I'll put a link to set up a call, and we can kind of talk about what's the uh, right option for you Um there's a couple of different options that you can choose. Okay, so let's see. Nura is referencing why we create these hard lives and attachment, humbling and exactly here. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things too. When we look at it as that we're a victim, um, then then the type of experience that we have is a constant resistance to the negative. But actually, when you look at it and say, oh, okay, I set m- myself up for all this. Okay, then I-, I need to make the best of it rather than just why me? I wish this wasn't happening to me, et cetera, et cetera. You can actually go ahead and, and take charge and, and change your life. Yeah,
1: It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it is. And I don't see any more questions. So we might,
1: I feel like it's done.
0: (laughs) I feel like we're done. So thanks everybody. I appreciate it. And it was wonderful seeing all these good questions and uh, your smiling faces. I, I look, yeah, in my mind, I saw your smiling faces. Uh, I, I, I was like, wondering. wow,
1: you're giving me a compliment of my smile.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Your smiling face is always beautiful for everyone to see.
1: Well, thank you, Anjali. Bye to you and bye to everyone else. Bye, Zane.
0: Bye, Anjali. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.
1: Bye.